Thank you. Awesome. Well, one of the um, ladies in our prayer huddle this morning prayed, oh, thank you, God, for spring. Thank you for the sun, and thank you that new growth is springing up. It's poking up from the ground. Have you seen that? That in your gardens? Out here at the front door, you can see the plants are just starting to poke up. And in my spirit, I just thought, isn't that just such a picture of what God has been doing here with us? At Divine this semester. He has been just planting new things in us, new growth popping up. I'm hearing testimonies from so many of you that you are walking out learning how to use the gifts of the Spirit. And that new growth is exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it's been such an exciting semester together. So just a small recap. We've been talking about dot. Uh, brought us the message on the declarative gifts around tongues and interpretation of tongues and prophecy, words of prophecy last week. And then the week before was Rachel on the discerning gifts with wisdom, knowledge, discerning of spirits. And today we are walking forward in talking about the dynamic gifts, the power gifts. And we're going to get into that in a few minutes. Um, But I was thinking this week, do you ever feel Like the Holy Spirit is teaching you so much in this area and you're like, yes, I'm feeling really confident. And then other moments you're, you kind of panic and you're like, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. Was that a word of wisdom or was that a word of knowledge? I forget which one it is. And you kind of panic and you, am I the only one that gets that way sometimes? Okay. I think we're all a little bit like that. And what the Holy Spirit was reminding me this week, he was bringing back to my my mind the scriptures from Matthew 19 about the children again. He seems to always teach me through the, through the children. And he says, let the little children come. The kingdom belongs to such as these. And what do children do? They trust their father. Hi, Christian. Oh, you're so sweet. This is a perfect time, and you're looking right at me. Because children trust, right? Christian believes his mom is going to take care of him. His mom's going to meet all his needs. He doesn't have to worry for one second. Sorry, we're just having this like sweet moment. He's staring right at me. Yeah, it's because I cuddled you last week. But this is what God wants us to do when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit. He wants us like children to just trust, to believe, to just go for it, put our concerns aside, and just get busy opening our hearts to receive from Him. Does that make sense, ladies? I came across an sweet, sweet video uh, from Gateway Church about a little one describing how the Holy Spirit had been using gifts inside of him to bless the body of Christ. So I want to show you this video as an encouragement and a reminder to us that we need to be like kids. We need to use our gifts that the Holy Spirit has given us, not be afraid, and just go for it. So watch this video. Seriously, every time I watch it, I'm like bawling. Not only is it amazing because this is what we desire for our kids, right? Our kids in our homes, our kids here in this house. But what can we learn from him? He is ready to just walk forward in the gifts of the Spirit. So ladies, as we talk this morning about the dynamic power gifts, the gift of faith. Yeah, you can grab your Kleenexes there. (laughs) the gift of faith, the gift of healings, and the gift of miracles, I'm going to encourage you, even if this topic is new for you, even if you're thinking, wow, I didn't even know God still did healings and miracles today, then 
let's believe like kids. Our God is greater. He is bigger. He has things he wants to teach us today, and let's just go for it together. Are we okay with that? Okay, so let's go ahead and dive right in. And the first gift of the Spirit that we're going to talk about from the power gifts or the dynamic gifts is the gift of faith. Okay, the gift of faith. Well, everything about our Christian walk as we're followers of Christ involves faith, doesn't it? We're saved by grace through faith right? We know it. We know it from the scriptures in Ephesians 2. This kind of faith, this is the fruit of the Spirit, okay? This kind of faith, faith that has been, we're saved by grace through faith, this is a fruit of the Spirit. This is the kind of faith that grows in us and ripens over time. Does that make sense? This is actually what Tammy is going to be speaking to us about next week. But the gift of faith is different. We're talking about something different. The gift of faith that the Holy Spirit imparts is something that can come on fully. It can come on suddenly. And it's different than our everyday growth of the fruit of the Spirit of faith. Okay? Are we clear on that part? So here's a bit of a definition of the gift of faith. It can be described as a supernatural endowment. It's kind of a funny word endowment, supernatural endowment of belief and confidence for a specific situation, often involving personal protection or provision of need. I'll say it again. Okay, it's a supernatural gift, supernatural endowment of belief and confidence for a specific situation, and it often involves personal protection or provision of a specific need. So if we look into God's word, we can see examples of people who have been imparted by the Holy Spirit, this gift of faith. I was looking into 1 Kings 17 this week and looking at the story of Elijah. And you remember in the story of Elijah in 1 Kings 17, he's just delivered a message of judgment to the king of the time. And then the Holy Spirit says to him and directs him to a place of safety. He says, go and hide by this brook and the ravens will feed you. You're like, what? The birds are going to feed me? Okay, this is a perfect example of the Holy Spirit imparting to Elijah the gift of faith to believe that his provisions would come from God alone. And in fact, he would not have survived if those ravens had not brought him the food. Do you see that? That's the gift of faith. We see this gift of faith often throughout the Old Testament. Daniel in the lion's den, he was given a specific gift of faith in that moment to believe that God had the power to protect him supernaturally. He was just hanging out with the lions through the night. Their mouths were closed, right? It was a miracle. But that gift of faith rose up in him to be able to be present and to believe that he would be protected. So this is the kind of faith that's gifted to people to overcome powers, forces of nature, and in the spirit that would normally endanger their lives. So can we see this gift of faith elsewhere in scripture? We can see it in Jesus, right? He operated by the gifts of the spirit to a great degree. And this week, the Holy Spirit was reminding me that he did not operate in this gift of faith because he was the son of God, right? 
He set aside his deity. He set that aside. He operated in the gifts as a human who was connected to his father and connected to the Holy Spirit. In fact, we don't have any recordings of Jesus performing miracles or healings before he was baptized, before his father spoke his identity, and before the Holy Spirit descended on him. He walked and acted in the gifts exactly like we do. So this kind of faith, the gift of faith, this was evidence in Jesus when he was sleeping in the back of the boat with the disciples. Do you remember that? They're in a small fishing boat. And if you do research on uh, the sea that they were on and the type of storms that can come up and the height of the waves, it's pretty crazy. He's sleeping in the back. This was an exceptional moment for that gift of faith to rise up in him. Can you see that? Specific confidence that a situation will be taken care of by God and he will provide. How about Moses? When he, the people are following him and they get to the Red Sea and God says, lift your staff to see the sea part, do you think that the Holy Spirit imparted on him a gift of faith in that moment to believe that supernaturally circumstances were going to change? I don't think in his flesh he was able to just be like, yeah, there's no problem. We're just going to do this. Like the water was right there and he was standing right in front of it. So the Holy Spirit imparted that to him in that moment when he raised his staff. Do we see this gift of faith active today? Because those are examples from the Old Testament and from the New Testament. Absolutely. We don't have time to dig through them all, but there is numerous, hundreds of examples of Christians that are persecuted around the world that have incredible testimonies of maintaining peace and confidence in exceptionally dangerous situations. You can watch videos and read stories of incredible peace during kidnappings, during um, accidents that have happened, supernatural strength for something to occur in a dangerous situation, and God provides. The need to feed a large group of people with no provisions And a gift of faith rises up in God's people to believe for that. There are so many examples that we can read about. So this is the gift of faith. Supernatural confidence. Is it in ourselves? Is it? No, it's not in ourselves. It's in God. He imparts the confidence for a certain circumstance. That's the gift of faith. Man, I wish we could just stay on that one for a long time. But we're going to keep moving, okay? We're going to move to the second power gift, the dynamic gift, which is the gift of healings. So just as Christians can receive that gift of faith, the Holy Spirit also imparts the gift of healings to his people. So this is the supernatural endowment of divine health. That's the definition. Supernatural endowment of divine health. Isn't that good? Man, I want divine health. (laughs) Do you want that? That just sounds so good. Divine health. I definitely want that. So let's talk for a quick moment about what the gift of healing is not. Is that okay if I do that first? What the gift of healing is not. This is not the Holy Spirit 
And listen to this, ladies. This is not the Holy Spirit giving special people a special gifting so they have the power to pray for people to be healed. Okay, this is not the Holy Spirit picking out special people that he likes best to give a special gifting for. In fact, if you hear someone saying, I have the gift of healing, that's concerning. Because these gifts are specifically imparted by the Holy Spirit, but they are for any believer. They are for any of us. And this is a really important part that I want us to note. God may use a particular person consistently in the area of healing. We see that, don't we? He may use a particular person consistently, but it's the Holy Spirit who owns the gift, and he distributes it moment by moment as he wills. Often we'll see those with the gift of evangelism. Being in the position of faith to also receive the gift to pray for people for healings. You've seen that before, haven't you? I was watching recently on YouTube as I was preparing some revivals. Reinhard Bonnke, Mark, Pastor Mark Davey, Peter Pretorius, who are connected with our body here. These men have been involved in using their gift of evangelism and also the Holy Spirit chooses to impart the gift of healing as they're standing in a place of faith, believing for people to be healed. So this is how that gift is imparted. So if the Holy Spirit gives specific people in specific moments the gift of healing, does that mean that we should not take time to pray for one another around our tables, or as Linda said, going out into the community and praying for folks? What do you think? No, that's not true. We do want to spend time praying for one another. Should we just say, oh, that's just for important people, the gift of healing? That's not for me. No, that's not what our focus is. The truth of God says that God uses regular people. He uses anyone who believes in Jesus, who's been filled with the Spirit, to work, to receive his gifts, and to minister to people. So the word of God says in James 5, pray for one another. Go to the mall. Pray for people who are hurting, the athletes who are injured. Pray for your, the people that are around your table. Confess your sins to one another and you may be healed. That's what James highlights for us. So we pray for one another, don't we? We pray in confidence. We pray in faith. And the word of God says that prayers of righteous people are heard and answered. This is our everyday mode of operation for us as daughters of the king, right? We pray in faith. We pray for healing for our families. We pray for one another. However, we can also position our hearts and desire the Holy Spirit to impart the gifts of healing to be poured out through us as well. I'm trying to help us understand the two different areas and keep it simple. We pray for one another for healing because we're believers. And we also position and open our hearts to the Holy Spirit that if you want to use me in some specific moment for healing and you want to impart that, I'm ready. Are you confused or are you doing okay? Okay, you look okay. You look all right. All right, so when I look into the Word of God in Acts 3, this is where we see Peter and John do you remember the Peter and John went to pray? The little kids video. That's what comes to my mind every time I read this scripture. My kids watch that on VHS. Maybe I'm aging myself a little bit there or <laughs> I'm not sure. But Peter and John went to pray. 
So this is where we see them on the road to the temple to pray one day when they noticed a man who was lame. Do you remember this story? Sitting and begging by the temple. So as I thought about this, I remember uh, reading some study and commentary. Well, these men would have walked this road numerous times. They would have every day been walking past. They would have seen this gentleman, I'm sure, many times. And Peter and John were men of faith. So, and this is happening in Acts. So I am assuming that these men of faith regularly prayed to God. They probably prayed for their family and for their friends who were in need of healing. I'm sure that was a regular practice for them. But for some reason, that day in particular, they stopped and they spoke directly to that lame man. So I'm sure they had been there every, passing him every day, but for some reason, the Holy Spirit imparting to them that gift of healing for that day, the scripture says they stopped, they looked straight at him and said, silver and gold have I none, but today I tell you to get up and walk. So, so fascinating that the Spirit poured out a gift of healing on them for that day, for that particular man. Do you see that? And I was amazed and just thinking, wow, why are healings so close to God's heart? Why do we see healings happen in Scripture? Why do we still ask God for healing today? Because healings reveal the mercy of God to an unbelieving world. That's what they do. The healing is for the benefit of the person, but as we look in scripture and as we see healings today, the benefit is also for the unbelieving world to see the power of God and the love of God. God is giving his church the power to alleviate suffering and to see healings. So we've been looking at how healings have happened in the word of God. So do they still happen today? What do you think? Yes, they do still happen today. And that's a new thought for some people. And we can get into a little bit of a rut sometimes when we start thinking about miracles and healings because we're like, Lord, bring the power. We just want to see your power. Bring it. Bring the fire. Like, just bring it. And the Holy Spirit has reminded me numerous times when the heart of God is to heal people, it's to show his love. So don't just pursue my power, pursue my presence. Pursue my presence. And while you're pursuing my presence, you position yourself to allow me to impart gifts through you. So we always want to act in love. And I I came across this clip from Heidi Baker, um, who's a missionary and an evangelist in Mozambique, and she works uh, often with children. She's seen many healings and miracles She describes this so well, and I've heard her speak in person before. She always is motivated by love. And she talks about how praying for people for healing is about love. Because healing is God's heart of mercy and love for people. So I'm going to show you just a really short clip of her describing this because she does it so well. Isn't that great? So good. Remembering it's the the heart of God to pour love through us, to see healings happen. I love that. Just yesterday, a couple more examples of healings for you ladies. Um, 
just yesterday I was talking with Jeremy as we were doing some of our preparations for, uh, actually for the SLI trip to Panama. And he was, he was giving testimony to some of the healings they saw when he was in the Philippines recently. And he, had a t he was traveling. They had split into two teams, so he actually wasn't with this team. They were uh, traveling in the village, meeting with people in their homes. And so as the E3 team visited this one home, they really sensed that there, God was going to pour out healing in, the, in this time. And when they went in, there was a woman who was blind. So she could only see a few shadows. And so one team member really just said, we're praying for healing. So the Holy Spirit was working at that moment. And prayed a prayer, simple prayer for, for the power of Jesus to open her eyes so she could be healed. And she began to see some light. And they were like, okay, wow, that's cool. Okay, let's pray again. And this is often what we see with healings. We pray once, we pray twice, we pray three times. We keep praying as the Holy Spirit motivates our hearts. The second prayer, she was able to start to see shapes. And she's like, I think there's boys and girls in this room. And by the third prayer, she, her eyes were totally opened. And they brought her a Bible, and she was able to read some of the words of Scripture from the Bible. And just, wow, incredible moments for this woman particular to have her eyes opened, to be loved by God for such a healing. And I didn't get to hear the outcome, but can you imagine that that village itself would be changed? Right. So the impact that happens when God heals is often to bring people to salvation. That is the point. He gathers people into the kingdom because he has shown his love and his power through healing. If we look at the word of God, we also see Jesus healing all over the place, don't we? Healing, in fact, everywhere he went, the lame, the bleeding, the blind, the deaf, his power was active, but it also brought salvation. I was watching an, another video this week. I got distracted by a few videos because there's so many amazing things going on around the world that God is doing. And I was watching this video of a revival that was happening in, in Africa. And there was a Muslim man that was sleeping in the square where the revival was going on. So he was just like randomly there napping in the square. And he w woke up to a whole bunch of noise. And when he woke up, he realized he was hearing noise. He had been deaf and now could hear. So he kind of stumbled into the group and they kind of got him to the front and they were interviewing him. And he said he just woke up, realized he could hear, and he, he's speaking into the microphone saying, I know who this person is that healed me. It was Jesus. So not only was he healed, he came to faith in the same moment, right? So that's another example of healing. That healing... Did, the, did God impart the gift of healing to that speaker in the moment? Maybe that's the way it happened. He wasn't even in the right there. He was only close by. Do we see that happening in scripture? Yeah, we do, don't we? Jesus healing people that wasn't even right there in the moment. So God is often using the gift of healing, and he will also use it along with the other gifts. So that's when we have that combination of a word of knowledge and healing. And I want to tell you one last story of healing before we move on to miracles, because we only have about five minutes left. And this 
is um, the testimony from BJ Champion, one of our, our women here in the house. And she's, she told me about it and said, yeah, tell the ladies about this example. And she had been struggling recently for almost the year with plantar fasciitis, so that major pain in your foot that you can get extreme pain. She tried chiro and physio and orthotics and cortisone shots, all kinds of stuff. The pain was really bad. So she was out visiting her granddaughter and her daughter and husband out west and taking care of the baby while Charmaine and Jason, her daughter and husband, went to a conference. The conference was called Cultivate Revival. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a good story. This is sounding good. So at this conference, they were teaching on revival, faith, and healing. So the speaker was explaining that often people get healed who are right in the room, but sometimes people get healed who aren't even present in the room. So the speaker said, if I say something and you, the Holy Spirit lays it on your heart that this, is for, this healing is for a loved one, then text them and tell them and declare that over them. So the speaker gave a word of knowledge that someone had a foot issue like plantar fasciitis that God wanted to heal right now. And Charmaine was like, uh, her spirit, the Holy Spirit, it jumped inside her, and she's like, this is for my mom. So in faith, she texted her mom and declared healing over BJ in that moment. Well, BJ was sound asleep. <laughs> she had put the baby to bed, and she was sound asleep. So she didn't actually get the text till the morning when she woke up. And when she woke up and read it, she just started texting, praise the Lord, right back to Charmaine. And that was her act of faith, saying, I'm healed in Jesus' name. And healing filled her. Her pain went down, and she was healed completely of that, so much so she was able to walk completely on her foot. And I talked to her yesterday, and I said, so how's it, how's it going? Is it, is it, you know, I was kind of like, was it really healed? She said, it's feeling awesome. She said, Dave and I are out walking constantly and the, it's complete healing. God brought me that. And one other interesting piece was even while she was texting that praise the Lord, baby Haven that was sleeping nearby, apparently in the baby monitor gave this little shout of praise. She was asleep. They have those little cool picture monitors now, right? She was asleep, but her spirit leapt, and she gave out this cry of praise to God that Grandma had been healed. So just amazing things. And you know, ladies, one thing I know for sure, is it the gift of healings? Is it us just praying in faith and God answering our righteous prayers? We don't always know how this is going to look, but we can pray. We can pray and believe. We know God hears us, and we know he desires to pour out gifts on us so that we can be healed, so others can be healed, and so he can bring people into his kingdom. Isn't that good? It doesn't have to be scary, the gift of healings. We can walk forward in it. All right, I'm getting a little long, so I'm going to talk quickly about the gift of miracles. Not that we should only give this portion a short bit, right? We're going to have to chew on it more in our own time with God. Robert Morris, in his book on the Holy Spirit that I've been reading, says that this gift is not just deposited in a few special people to carry for the rest of their lives. The power to see a miracle take place is available to all believers, and the Holy Spirit distributes as he wills in certain situations. Wow. Isn't that good? Same as healing. Same as gift of faith. It is available for all of us. So the gift of miracles, it's described as this. Divine intervention. Bad sign when your timer goes off. It is divine intervention that alters 
circumstance. Did you catch that? Divine intervention that alters circumstance. So while healings demonstrate the compassion, the love of God, miracles do demonstrate the power of God. Right? Do we see examples of this from God's word? Of course we do. The story that comes to my mind again is back to Elijah. After the whole raven thing happened, <laughs> the people had turned to worshiping other gods. Do you remember when they were worshiping the gods of Baal? And Elijah gave the, the challenge to those people saying, okay, if your God is so great, have him send down fire from heaven. Let's see whose God can accomplish this. And you know the story, the worshipers of Baal, they couldn't do it. They prayed, nothing happened. But a miracle happened when the Holy Spirit imparted this gift to Elijah and he prayed and God sent the fire that ate up the altar and all the water. Do you remember that story? That's an example of a miracle. Look at Jesus' life. Feeding of the 5,000 with five loaves and two fish, turning water into wine. Miracles are in abundance in the word of God. And he doesn't change, does he? So are miracles still possible today? Of course they are. And I love that the word of God calls them in the plural form, gifts of healings and miracles, right? There's lots of it to go around. <laughs> There's lots of healings. There's lots of miracles. And they're for all of us to experience. So ladies, I had to think long and hard about this this week because I was the one studying. <laughs> I was the one preparing it. And I felt like for a few minutes, why am I the one teaching this, Lord? Why me? What about so-and-so? You know, oh, they have such a deep, intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Why, why not them? Or what about this person? You know, she's seen healings. I know she's told me about them. She's seen healings with her own eyes. Why me? And here's what the Holy Spirit said to me. Ah, he's standing there. This is the picture I had. He's standing there kind of with his arms crossed looking at me. Like, seriously? Honestly, are you actually going there? And I'm like, what? What, Lord? What? He said, are you done making excuses? Are you? Are any of my gifts that I give about you? Why do you make it about you? Do you have an eager heart to see me move? And I'm like, yes, Lord, I do. Do you have a heart to see people healed? Absolutely, Lord. Do you believe I can deposit a gift of faith in you as it's needed to see a miracle happen? I'm like, yes, Lord, 100%. Then read, study, start developing an eagerness in your spirit to see me move through these gifts, not seeking power, but seeking my presence. You see, ladies, here's the thing. I know my identity. I know it. I am his daughter, I am confident, I am strong. But in those moments, the enemy wants to try to taunt me. Do you actually believe who you think you are? And that's what was happening in that moment, right? But I don't pick up that when the enemy taunts me. Instead, I say no, and I say, Lord, I'm here. I don't know everything about your gifts of the Spirit that you want to pour out, but I know you're teaching me, and I know I can have an eager heart. And I know, ladies, that many of you are feeling the same things because we've chatted during this, these sessions and you've said, I see myself operating in some of these gifts, but the power gifts, I don't know. I'm not so sure. Well, 
God wants to settle that in our hearts, doesn't he? He wants to settle it, and he wants us to know. And you know, this week, the Holy Spirit reminded me, you need to get this message deeper into your heart. Because just two days ago, when I was putting the final touches on my message, I opened my computer, my file was missing. It was gone. It was deleted. And Jason looked for it, and he's like, it's gone. It's gone. You're going to have to start over. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and the ladies came and prayed for me. But you know what the enemy wanted to use for harm? God always uses for good, right? And so what he did as I re-prepared, you know, and no credit to me, he knew it was going to happen. He pushed the message deeper into my heart, right? He pushed it in. He's like, you got to learn this. You got to learn this. If it takes me deleting your file so you can, you're going to redo it, then that's going to push it deeper in. So was it, what is it for you, ladies? What does the Holy Spirit need to push down farther with the gifts of the Spirit? Maybe you're already operating and you've seen the gifts of faith and healing and miracles and you're walking in it. Maybe this is totally new for you. Well, as we go to our time around our tables, listen to what the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you in the quiet moments and let's have eager hearts together. We're in it together to learn. So let's go to our quiet time now so you can process what the Holy Spirit is saying to you.